Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. In episode four, we're delighted to have Davy McClay joining our director of football, Graham McLeod, for a chat about his time with the county and his career in football overall. In this, the first of a four-part special, Davy tells Graham all about growing up over on the west coast in Shinty Heartlands, going on to join Inverness Cali Thistle and turning full-time winning the Inverness Cup. Also about the team photo nightmare he endured following the final. And also his loan spell at Nan St Ninian as a 17-year-old. We hope you enjoy listening to what Davy has to say. Davy McCray, thank you very much for joining us on the Nairn County podcast. Delighted to have you on. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. If I'm honest, it's been a while since we've been talking, so good to hear you. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. I just want to touch on, first of all, how are things with yourself and the family? Obviously, you're based, maybe some listeners might not know, but you're based down in Australia now. How's things with lockdown down there? I believe some of the restrictions are maybe being lifted in your area over the last few weeks. Yeah, so I'm in Queensland in Australia, living in the Sunshine Coast down here. So I don't think the COVID-19 has affected us as much here as it has with you guys back home. So Recently, the restrictions have been getting lifted and it's very, very close to being back to normal here now. So it's sort of back to work and kids are back to school. So everything's getting close to being back to normal. And how long is it you've been in Australia now for? That'll be seven and a half years now. Jesus, yeah. It's, it doesn't seem that long, if I'm honest, but yeah, it's it's been that long now. So yeah, loving life down here. The weather's great. The lifestyle itself is really relaxed. So yeah, delighted that we made the move. So I want to take you right back to the beginning then, uh, looking back over your career. Uh, what's your earliest memories of getting involved in football, getting into football and playing football as a youngster? I, I grew up on the west coast of Scotland and can tell. So my sort of first memory of football was probably basically playing in primary school. I grew up in a small village in, on the west coast, like I say, and in that village I must have been only about four to five boys and every afternoon after school we'd be up in the park having a kick but at school was basically where I played most of my football and lunch times and break times and that's basically what you did. As you can imagine it was a small school, small primary school, there was only I think 30 pupils in total so it was basically half of that would be boys so even when you're primary two, primary three you're going in against the P7s and having a kick and having a laugh so uh, that was probably my earliest memory of any football. It wasn't it wasn't organised or anything like that. It was just always out having fun and having a kick, basically running about. You mentioned there you come over from uh, you come from over by the the west coast, quite a, a big uh, shinty heartlands over that sort of areas. Was there ever any danger of you picking up a shinty stick instead of pulling on the football boots? Well, yeah, um, I played when I was younger. I played more shinty than I did football. Well, competitively, I would say. Like I say, in that region, it's very organised there. So when I mentioned that there was no organised football, there was organised shinty. There was a six-a-side competition, primary school competitions every every second month. My family's a big shinty family on both sides. All my uncles have played on, again, both sides again. 
our primary school team as far back as I can remember, they um, needed a coach. So my mum actually took the reins of the, the coaching job there and she was she was my coach up until when I left primary school. So we actually did quite well in that primary school team because um, looking at the, the current Kinloch Shield team, which is the, the local team, there's three or four boys there that actually play for Kinloch Shield now and have gone on played international shinty against Ireland. So from that region, it's massive shinty. So mm. yeah, I've spoken to Michael Fraser lots of times about him going back to play for Lanarkert. And he, he mentioned when he did it all, did I ever fancy doing it? And it's funny, football was always my my first choice, but I always fancied just one game, right. just just to go back and just have one game. And I think that would have done me, <laughs> probably physically on <laughs> that emotional tie to it. And I think that would have done me. But nah, like I say, it's, it's in the family, it's just, from that region, that's what everyone does. When was it then that the football started to take more of a, a front seat, if you like? When did that start becoming a bit more serious? When did you start looking like you might go down that avenue? Football was always number one. I don't, I don't know why. Even though there was no competitions, there was no no matches, so to speak, when I was really young, I always, my, my dream was to play football. When I actually moved from the West Coast to Inverness during my primary seven and first year in high school sort of summer, and that's probably when it sort of kicked on a wee bit from there. Obviously, living in Inverness, it was easier access to competitive games and coaching and everything else. So my first stop was Street League with the boys that were in our radio. My high school years were in Milton Crescent. So I was two minutes from the football pitches that Street League was on. So we were always up there, whether it was watching games or playing in games ourselves. So yeah, I'd say when that move from the West Coast to Inverness was sort of the trigger to push on my football rather than shinty because when I came through, um, yes, there was shinty there, but I don't know, football kind of took over from there. So you're in Inverness, you're playing in the street league a lot. You then joined Cali Thistle in the youths. Uh, how old were you then? And do you remember that moment being spotted and, and going in and signing for them for the first time? It's a funny story. Uh, actually, um, my mum's partner at the time, like we were Ross County fans, believe it or not. Okay. So coming from the West Coast, everyone in the West Coast, I don't know what it is, veers towards Ross County rather than Cali Thistle. I don't know why that is. or, But anyway, we were Ross County fans. So every Saturday when we were up at the, the West Coast, we'd travel through a game. It's funny because, my, like I say, there was a trial organised with Ross County before um, there was any interest with Cali. And it was at the time when um, the AstroTurf at the back of the uh, Grand Street Park was getting built. And um, I remember going through in the car two, even three times, and just sitting outside the ground and my mum's partner at the time going in and then coming back out and saying, oh, sorry, sorry, it's it's not on tonight. The the fields aren't open yet or the, the AstroTurf pitch isn't open. So they haven't really told us that the trial's been cancelled, but nothing's happened. And then I think a week later, my mum got approached up at Milton Pitches to say, yeah, Carly, you're interested. Do you want to come for a game? And I remember the, the next week I actually played a game over in, um, just over the Keswick Bridge there over North Keswick against a North Keswick select or something it was and yeah just kicked on from there and played for Cali ever since then so it's funny it could have been a different path but yeah. who knows who knows what could have happened but yeah that was my first sort of involvement it would have been about under 13s because I remember it was myself and a boy um, James Hay who lived next door to me in, in Milton we, we both played for Drakey's at the time and he was a goalkeeper they were looking for a goalkeeper and obviously other players for outfield as well. So me and him, we'd cycle down to the Buck Park on a Sunday morning and go to training for under-13s and then took off from there, really. 
What sort of guys did you play with then in the youth teams at Inverness uh, that listeners might know, maybe from Highland League circles so, or even higher? Looking at the teams, I obviously played under-13s, under-14s, and then there's a jump between under-14s and under-16s. So looking Highland League-wise, I came through with the likes of Craig McMillan, Louis McKinnon, Michael Fraser, obviously the goalkeeper. Looking more sort of Nairn-based, there was boys like um, Kevin Simpson, um, Johnny Bochel, um, I remember Alex, his younger brother, actually was on the fringes as well and coming through. He was a bit younger and like the Gavin Chisholm, Gizzy as well. They were all really, really good players coming through from there. And so there's all those sort of boys. Below that, again, you probably had the likes of Xander Sutherland and Dale Gillespie and all these sort of boys coming up through the ranks as well. But never really played with them as such, but more kind of knew they were coming up behind you, if you know what I mean. Um, a wee bit ahead, we had the likes of Neil McDonald, who went on and played for Clark. I think who else? I'm pretty sure Big Cinders was at Cali until he was under 16 as well. So these boys, yeah, they were kind of ahead of us. You then turned full-time after a few years in the, the youths at Cali. Do you remember that? Do you remember that moment when you're being offered a, a full-time contract? Well, it's funny because at under 14 level, a lot of the boys got S-forms. Um, I don't know if you remember what the S-forms were, but um, it was kind of, there was a few boys that got them, but I was never in that sort of category of under 14s being the best player or one of the better players in the team under 14s I remember I remember it was a funny one because I was always on the bench or never starting maybe because of my size but um I was very small at the time but I remember coming close to finishing under 14s and I actually was on the bench for the under 16s a couple of times and I was like this is odd I've gone from not get, getting a game in under 14s to now being on the bench and actually coming on for under 16 so I don't know what's going on here but I think um, the under 16 coaches obviously saw something that the under 14s ones didn't and luckily for me that progressed my game but from under 16s then that's basically when you go on and sign your contract with the, the first team and I remember signing and it was myself Craig McMillan and Gary McGowan and Michael Fraser actually he was due to sign the year before going by ages but because he was a goal Keeper. He was allowed to have that extra year in the under-16s because I think at the time um, Ali Ridgers was still a skill player. So they had a good goalkeeper already, but they all obviously knew that Mikey Fraser was a top, top keeper and was well worth keeping. So there was a photo of us that actually signed. And yeah, looking back at the old pictures and stuff, when you mentioned that uh, invited me to come on this thing, uh, looking back at the old photos, they're, they're good memories for signing because those days were good and the sort of skill seeker days and having the, the laugh and the, the change room with these sort of boys. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, you leave school, I take it, and you're full-time as a, a teenager. I, I mean, it must have been great. I mean, with your pals that you played with through the youth teams and your training and, and doing the jobs around the club as well, I assume, too. Well, the, the first year I was there as a skill seeker, the best part of that was probably after training. Don't get me wrong, it's great going in and training, but I've listened to a podcast recently with um, Big Mikey Fraser, and he um, he touches on how on the first sort of six months of those coming out of school, you're you're 16, just maybe turning 17, and you're just basically thrown to the lions. You're in, in with top, top players, first division players, like you've got like Bobby Mann, Dennis Wynas, all these sort of boys, and you're thrown straight in there to train with these guys. Like a lot of the other clubs had under 18 size that you would sort of get filtered into but at Cali at the time we had a sort of small squad and to sort of bulk up that squad we basically had the the skill seeker program which was maybe 
three first team uh, three first team skill seekers or first year skill skill seekers sorry and then two or three second year skill seekers so when we were up there was four of us and then in front of us there was three so that was kind of our team but I remember coming back for about six or seven months after first going up there and just thinking I'm terrible at football I just every single day you're going in and you're sitting in the bus on the way home, you're demoralized, and you turn to one of the other skill seekers and go, oh, how'd you go on a day? So oh, terrible, honestly. And then you're just looking at each other and says, is this going to end? Do you know what I mean? So the best part of it was actually getting back to the stadium and doing all the, the duties and all that sort of stuff. And I remember we used to play um, the game touch in the changing room. So you're obviously trying to keep the ball up in the air without it dropping on the ground, one touch. And the amount of lights and stuff that we broke in that cha- away change room, which was our change room at the time, was ridiculous. We, we used to go on covert missions to go under the stand to um, find like replacement lights and everything else before the ground went caught us. Just, just stuff like that. And we used to have to do duties around about the stadium as well, where after a Saturday, for example, on a match day, the ground's absolutely disgusting with litter and everything else. So seven of us we'd be trampling around with broomsticks sweeping up all the, the terracing and everything else and some of the banter that was getting thrown about in these sort of times and just just to make the time pass by because you're doing a horrible horrible job like cleaning the stadium but it's a good laugh because everyone's taking the piss out of each other and everything else so those sort of times were good times but um confidence wise with the football it probably took a dent yeah. if i'm brutally honest but it's a steep learning curve and you kind of learn to grow up a wee bit, I guess. Now, th- those years were really good. Uh, I really enjoyed my time in those sort of skill seeker one in two years. You won the Inverness Cup with Cali Thistle. It's your first senior medal. Tell us about that day. Who was it against that uh, that you played in the final and, and where was it? I was I was lucky enough to play in the Inverness Cup because um, at the time with Pelly Patterson there, he was, he was a big one on getting the young boys out on loan to get experience. I remember being first year skill seeker at the time and the second year skill seekers like Tony Lowell, Brian Gofill, and they'd, they'd been um, sent out and loaned to, I think it was Broader Rangers. Ali Richards was still with us at the time. But, um, Michael Fraser, Gary McGowan and Craig McMillan, I think they all got sent to Isla Bale. So it was basically myself and I think Neil Calder was still there at the time, but um, Neil was struggling at the time, if I'm honest with confidence. So yeah, I, I, I got my chance in that cup, if I'm honest, and it was, it was really good. If I remember, it might have been the semi-final or the quarter-final. Um, I was actually on the bench. So I thought, oh, I'll probably never go on here. But it's good because I'm looking around. I'm seeing boys like um, Ross Tokley playing and David Bagan and all these sort of boys. And I remember we were playing Forest. I don't know if it was quarter-finals or the semi-finals before the final. But I was on the bench anyway. And I think we were 5-1 up at the time. And Pelly turns around and goes, David, you ready? Ready to go? And I was like, oh, brilliant. I'm getting on here. I, when I was on the bench, I was it was a funny one. I never used to tie my boots for some reason. I don't know what it was. I don't know if, I, especially when it was cold, I thought if I tie my boots, my, my feet will just turn into ice blocks and I won't be able to go on and play. So I'd leave them a bit loose. So when Pelly turned around and said, oh, come on, Dave, you're, you're ready to go on. I've um, stretched down to tie my boots and I've grabbed my lace and I've pulled them and they've snapped right down at the bottom section of my no boot. Way. So I've got my, I'm looking down and I've got no lace in my boot and I'm thinking, what the hell do I do now? So I'm looking about and I remember I was David Bagan's um, boot boy at the time and um, he used to always take a couple of pairs of boots, just just the left one in the dugout and have another one while he was playing. And I turn around and I see his um, size six World Cups sitting there. 
So I'm like a size nine. I'm thinking I'm going to have to put these on because last thing I wanted down sitting there 17 years old managers saying you're ready to go on i don't want to run in have to get another pair of boots so i quickly whipped off my own boots checked on these size sixes tied them up and on i went and honestly i actually went on and scored believe it or not it was size six boots on two sizes too small and um i think we won eight one but jesus my feet were in absolute agony after that game yeah. I remember my toes being black and blue but i was delighted because i got on and scored a goal but no nah, the final was against ross county i remember the morning of the game, Pelly used to put up the the squad up on the board in the home dressing room. So obviously, still being young at the time, we were in the away dressing room. So all the skill seekers were in the away dressing room. And we'd go in and pick up all the boys' boots and hoover the home change room and basically tidy up after everyone. And um, I saw my name was up. I was like, oh, brilliant. I'm in a squad tonight. I'm flighted. It's going to be great. That afternoon, we had to do other jobs for um, Charlie Christie. He used to run the continuing club at the time so i remember we were sitting in one of the sort of media rooms down downstairs and one of the jobs we had to do was basically load up all these envelopes with centenary club invites and it, it felt like there were thousands there and it, it just seemed to go on forever and ever so there'd be like six or seven of us there basically packing these letters into the envelopes and um, i remember bobby Mann popping his head and basically shouting davy probably was club captain at the time quite a big intimidating guy sort of destroy you on the field. He's like, Davey, what are you still doing here? And I was like, doing my duties. Should I not be here? And he's like, you're starting tonight. You better get yourself home and put your feet up. And I looked at all the other boys and I was like, is he on the wind-up? Do you know what I mean? And I, like, I didn't know whether I should stay and do my duties or I should get out of there. And I was like, okay, Bob, this one time, just, just be serious. What am I meant to do here? And he's like, nah, I'm being deadly serious. Get yourself home. So I was absolutely delighted that I was in this squad and getting a play because I was getting out of my duties and doing all these envelopes. So the boys were going to be there till about half five that night, packing all these envelopes. So that was probably one of my memories. But yeah, I think I played 60 odd minutes in that game. Like I think Pelly in the paper basically said it was my debut and giving me my chance sort of thing. I don't class that as my debut sort of thing. It was the next cup. But I just remember feeling like, you know what, there's actually some right good players out here tonight and going to go out and do, your, do yourself justice sort of thing. So I, I felt I played all right. I think it was 2-1 at the time when I, or 2-2 at the time. I think we won 3-2 in the end. I do remember being subbed off after 60 minutes and being quite happy with the way I played. So I went over to the dugout and I, don't know, I think at the time it was basically the boys that weren't playing on a Saturday plus reserves that were around about plus a couple of boys that were probably never, ever going to get on so it was Paul Ritchie at the time and I remember going over and Paul Ritchie like I put a jacket on I was going to go and sit down and watch the rest of the game and Paul Ritchie looked at me and he's like Davey what are you doing I was like oh I was just going to watch the rest of the game and he's like well mate it's like two degrees get yourself in you've just come off get yourself in get a shower and get changed so I went in went a go and I went in, get a shower get changed and because it was quite a big game it was a cup final I had the, the shirt and tie on and everything else and the shoes and the, the trousers so Away I go, get changed, go back out and sit in the dugout and we win the game. So I'm delighted because that's kind of my, my first sort of medal. And then everyone's getting a photo after the game, like a team photo where like obviously the trophy's there. And like I remember the photo really vividly because you've got like Barry Robson, you've got Jimmy Calder, you got Ross Tokley, Russell Bank and all these boys sort of there. And um, I'm like, oh, I really can't go in this photo dressed the way I am. I look like an absolute idiot. And the boys being the boys, realising that was probably my sort of first cup win and being young at the time, goes, oh, get in here. So I just remember being shy and timid, standing at the side with my 
hands behind my back, dressed like an idiot, basically. This photo being taken is all over the paper, and I basically look like a coach or a physio standing at the side of the, this team photo, do you know what I mean? So uh, the photo itself is embarrassing, but it was a good memory to sort of look back on it. You get the chance to go out and own yourself in the next few seasons. The first stop is actually in Nairn, it's with Nairn St. Ninian. Can you tell us how you found that, stepping in and playing at that sort of level at adult football and the guys that you played with there that some listeners might be aware of? I remember not really knowing what to expect. I think I, someone got me in touch with a couple of boys that played from from Inverness. One of them was um, Stuart Pierce at the time. I don't know if you remember Stuart Pierce. He um, played for Fort William. I think he had a spell at Strathspey as well. Um, great guy. Um, so he kind of took me under my wing, uh, under his wing, sorry, when I went through. But I remember um, Slasher playing up front. It, it was a funny one because I, I'm there about 17 years old and I'm thinking, Slasher, you must be very close to 40 now. So I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give this a right good go and see what these guys are like. So I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to test this Slasher guy's touch. I fired it in him and I swear the ball just stuck. I was like, this is ridiculous. This guy shouldn't be able to do this. He doesn't look like a footballer, but tell you what, he can play. If you give him the ball, he'll hold it for you. So that was kind of one of my first memories. Another boy in the middle of the park was um, Davy Buchanan. I think um, I'm pretty sure he was out county, but never yeah. really broke through. And I remember he he played in the middle of the park. Yeah, he was a regular player, great left foot in him. But um, the funny thing is, when I went to Saints, I ended up playing right mid. Believe it or not, I don't know what it was. I, I must have been obviously coming from full time football. I had a bit more fitness than the guys that were playing in that league, so I actually felt like I had a bit of pace. And anyone that's ever watched me play knows I've never had a bit of pace in my life. So um, normally the ball doesn't work. So it was funny just actually taking on players for once. Never taking on players in my life, but I actually nah. My time at States was great. I really enjoyed it, and it kind of gave me an understanding of what sort of proper men's football was. Bit of physicality, you have to kind of look after yourself. And in fairness to the guys at Saints, they they really look after me. You then make the step up in your next loan to the Highland League when you go to Brora Rangers. Any memories of your time up there? If I remember right, it was myself and Mikey Fraser that went up there. And at the time, it was um, Billy Ferris that was the manager. So growing up as a young guy going to watch Ross County, he was he was god, if you know what I mean, tearing up and down that right wing. So. I remember going up there and just thinking, oh, I know you're coming to the end of your career, but I can still see you, you can play. This is ridiculous. One funny story was um, when myself and Ike, I mind um, Kelly Patterson, basically turned around to Ike and we'd headed off. We were playing Cove, Cove away. And this was before Broda, where the Broda, these days, Broda were getting spanked every every week back then. So uh, I remember the manager, Pelly going to Ike all, if you don't concede more than five at the weekend, you never know, and there might be a bonus in it for you. And we're like, what the hell could bonus be? So anyway, I, I'm pretty sure we lost 5-1 or 6-1, but I'm pretty sure Ike was determined that he hadn't lost the bet. So after the game, Pelly was there. I think it was international weekend. Kelly didn't have a game. So we're in the social club, and that was like, oh, I'll pay my debts. I'll pay my debts. Yeah, you didn't concede more than five. So I think it must have been over five, but... It was basically, you won your bet. So we're like, well, what's the bonus? And he's like, here, here's 20 bucks. Go and, go and get the beers for the bus on the way home. So that, that was basically Pelly Parson. And it was that kind of going to do your best, but enjoy yourself at the same time.
The Nairn County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on zion.com to find out more.